you're listening to Save Me and I'll Seat, the show that talks about musicals in an understandable and relatable way. I am Katie, and I'm joined by my fellow musical enthusiasts, Amber and Kylie. Hey. Hello. Also joining us is our musical newbie, Matt. Hello. And on this week's episode, we are going over You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. We have previously covered another Charlie Brown-based musical, which was called Snoopy, which was episode seven, if you guys want to check it out. This is a musical comedy based on the comic strip Peanuts that was created by cartoonist Charles M. Schultz, and it is awesome. Who's Charlie Brown? (laughs) So a little bit of background about your good man Charlie Brown, which is a mouthful of a title, I will say. Mm -hmm. The music was written by Clark Gesner, and the book was credited to someone called John Gordon. In Gesner's foreword in the published script, it says that John Gordon is actually a pseudonym for all of those that helped contribute to writing the script, which is super cool. Um, This included Bob Balaban, Gary Berghoff, Bill Hinnant, Skip Hinnant, Karen Johnson, and Reva Rose. During the 1960s, Gesner began writing songs based on Charles Schultz Peanuts characters. The United Features Syndicate actually refused to give him permission to use the characters in his music. Lame. Mm -hmm. But Gesner sent Schultz a demo recording and was actually able to receive permission to properly record them in 1966. So Schultz was like, yeah, go for it, man. Nice. All right. And then the... This recording, in- this recording included Orson Bean, Clark Gesner, Barbara Minkus, and Bill Hinnant. The concept album went into rehearsal in New York City on February 10th, 1967. And then, fun factoid for you, prior to its opening, there was actually no talking in between the scenes. It was just little snippets. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Yeah, which I think is how Snoopy did it, too. Yeah, Snoopy was like little bursts of scenes. Like, I don't think there was anything in between. Interesting. Okay. Well, as far as productions go, so this show premiered off-Broadway on March 7th, 1967 at Theater 80. The original cast was Gary Berghoff, who you might know as Radar from MASH, so that's Heck pretty cool. Yeah. Skip Hinnant, Reva Rose, Bob Balaban, Karen Johnson, and Bill Hinnant, who was in the original demo recording that we just talked about. So this production had 1,597 performances. Woo! Woo! You guys... And then closed on February 14th, 1971. That's pretty dang cool. Then the off-Broadway cast recording was released on MGM Records, but was remastered and re-released on September 31st, 2000. So that was a good chunk later. <laughs> yeah, a weird, weirdly large chunk later. Yeah. So then there was a U.S. national tour in 1970 that lasted for 202 performances. A Broadway production opened at the John Golden Theater on June 1st, 1971, and closed on June 27th, 1971. Very short. After 32 performances and 15 previews. Yeah, I don't know why it was so short, but it was. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like, boop, we're gone. (laughs) Hello, goodbye. On February 1st, 1968, it opened on the West End. It played at the Fortune Theater, had 116 performances, and closed on May 11th, 1968. Then, in 1973, the show was adapted for television. It was a Hallmark Hall of Fame TV special. Pretty cool. And that was broadcast on NBC. And there was also a television special that was the animated version of the musical, which I'm pretty sure is what I've seen of this. Probably. Yeah. Pretty common, I think. It originally aired on the CBS network on November 6th, 1985, and repeated on January 8th, 1987. It was released by Warner Home Video on DVD for the first time on January 26th, 2010. Fun fact, 
This version was the first animated version of Snoopy that had comprehensible dialogue. Wow. Other than the... Right. I thought that was pretty neat. Like, he doesn't talk because he's a dog. Then there was a U.S. tour that started on November 18th, 1998 in Skokie, Illinois. It ended on January 17th, 1999. On February 4th, 1999, a revival began when that then closed on June 13th, 1999. So this played 14 previews and 149 performances. And then a Broadway revival cast recording was released on March 9th, 1999. And this is actually the version we're going to be working off of today, which is in our Spotify and linked in our show notes as always. Uh, on December 15th, 2008, there was a one-night-only benefit performance at the Gerald W. Lynch Theater at John Jay College in Manhattan for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Very cool. And then there was an off-Broadway revival that ran from May 24th to June 26th, 2016. Mm. It just yeah, like so it has- jumped ahead eight years. <laughs> Yeah, it's had like a lot of like little bursts. Yeah, and it's bizarre. It sounds but like that's it like works. yeah, the, the trend for the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we will be working off of the revival script as well from the 1999 version. And this script actually switched one of the characters. There was a character named Patty, not Peppermint Patty, mm-hmm. just Patty, who was in there, and they switched her out for Sally, Charlie Brown's younger sister, because I guess it made more sense because no one really knew who Patty was. I mean, yeah. Nope. Right. But it did get some awards in 1967. The show won two Drama Desk Awards, an Outer Critics Circle Award, a Theater World Award, and a Clarence Derwent Award. In 1999, it won two Tony Awards and three Drama Desk Awards. So okay. it's a little bit decorated there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it had uh, mixed reviews. Some people really enjoyed it because of its, you know, wholesome nostalgia. But other people thought it was kind of hyped up and lacking. So, eh. But everyone said the actors did really well. So I say bo- you will. I say both sides. I understand. Yeah, like I, I totally get it. You know, you know, I've listened to this musical a bunch of times. I've never seen it in person, but I can get where like there's really not a lot actually going on. Yeah. <laughs> Similar to Snoopy, like it's just a bunch of little stuff, but it's that nostalgia yeah. factor. Just a bunch of fun songs. Let's go ahead and jump into our act one, where we are going to open on Charlie Brown and Linus together as his friends give their various opinions about him in the song opening. Everyone is calling him a good man and that he could even be a king. Lucy, however, states she wishes he could just stop being so wishy-washy. And this takes place in the song You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown. Alone during lunch, Charlie Brown talks about his bad days. He notices the little red-haired girl and decides to sit with her. However, he can't actually find the courage to do so and just puts a bag over his head. (laughs) And then it actually... Turns out it was just Lucy and Sally chatting together. It wasn't even the red-headed girl at all. But the two girls see him and they draw a dress on the paper bag. In the song You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, reprise, which is not on the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Surprise. Next, we jump over to Lucy expressing her deep infatuation with Schroeder. He is fairly aware of her feelings, but would rather focus on his music, which is fair. Mm -hmm. She asks him what he thinks about marriage, but doesn't get a response. In the song Schroeder. On the side, Sally is upset that her jump rope is all tangled up. (laughs) Kid stuff, you know. Yeah, kids. Meanwhile, Snoopy is lying on top of his doghouse, daydreaming about children adoring him. Birds begin to poke his stomach, and he begins to daydream about being a jungle beast, but soon goes back to his peaceful rest in the song Snoopy. Linus enters, holding his blanket, of course, and sucking his thumb. Lucy and Patty show up and mock him for this habit, and then Lucy tries to take the blanket but fails. 
Linus tries to abandon his blanket and move on, but then becomes too anxious and runs back to it, all while the girls continue to mock him, because they're rude. Poor Linus. When the girls finally leave, he relaxes with his blanket and decides it's fine, that he continues to hold on to it until he can outgrow it. And he daydreams about a world where everyone has a blanket, in the song, My Blanket and Me. What's wrong with the blanket, <laughs> man? People, yeah, people man. Just butts. Like, they're just butts. You know what I look forward to when I come home? Getting under a blanket. Me too. <laughs> Heck yeah. Or any sort of comfort object. Just let the kid have his comfort object. Jeez. Right. right. Jeez. Jerks. Jeez. <laughs> Lucy later tells Linus that she would like to someday be a queen in the song Queen Lucy, which is not on the soundtrack. Linus tells her this is impossible, and of course she threatens to punch him. Rude. Meanwhile, Sally gets a D on her coat hanger sculpture homework. Oh no. Oh no. Charlie Brown appears, trying to get his stubborn kite into the air. He finally succeeds, but it doesn't last for long as the kite gets eaten by the kite-eating tree in the song The Kite. <laughs> Curses. I wonder if that's about a kite. I don't know. No. It's about the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Later, he tries to find a way to give a Valentine's Day card to his crush, the little red-headed girl, but accidentally says, Merry Christmas, and makes a fool of himself. <laughs> Oops. Long <laughs> holiday, bro. That's so cute. Big oopsie. Charlie then goes to see Lucy, who is at her psychiatrist booth. He tells her all the things that he thinks about himself, which aren't so nice. And she just tells him that he's just unique in his own way. And then she charges her five cent fee in the song The Doctor Is In. Yeah, it's like a super wholesome moment. And then she's like, by the way, you still owe me five cents. <laughs> pay me. Pay up. <laughs> Later, Charlie Brown sees an excited Schroeder spreading the word of Beethoven's birthday, trying to get a celebration together. Him and the gang sing a song of jubilation in the song Beethoven Day. It's a very fun song. The next morning, Sally and Snoopy go chasing rabbits, going on exciting places like the Sahara. Linus, Lucy, Schroeder, and Charlie Brown are working on their book reports about Peter Rabbit. They all do it in their own way. Like, Lucy pads the word count with just random words. She lists out, like, 20 vegetables. Nice. Schroeder uh, turns in a comparison between Peter Rabbit and Robin Hood, making the story more about Robin Hood than about Peter Rabbit. Linus does an overcomplicated psychoanalysis, which is wild and charlie brown just can't even get started due to worry and this all takes place in the song the book report which is probably one of my favorite songs of this musical i was about to say that is also probably my favorite just because like you can just like each character it's just so mm, i don't know it's great i can i can recite like the whole song yeah it's, it's, it's a good one it's really good Elias is for being like me. a children's <laughs> group like it's it's intense <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but with that, we are actually into our intermission. So how do we feel about the first act so far, you guys? It's cute. It is cute. I feel like that's, yeah, just default with anything Charlie Brown. Cute. <laughs> yeah, the the music definitely holds up. I've, I've been listening to this musical for almost as long as I can remember. It was, it's always been kind of in my repertoire of, of musicals, so... Mm-hmm. Surprised it took me this long to cover this one, honestly. But I've never seen it on stage. I mean, that doesn't necessarily surprise me. I'm not sure it's a, like, uh, I mean, as we went through with all the productions, like, it's not really an often produced musical. Um, yeah. And I can see why not. Like, I, it probably doesn't draw a whole lot of crowd, really. Yeah. I saw it was, um, like, probably pretty popular with smaller theaters because the budget mm-hmm. is fairly low for this one. Yeah. You know, it's it's a tiny cast. And the set is basically nothing. Minimal, you know? yeah. Children would like it. 
Probably. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much like the, its main audience, honestly. Oh, and one thing I forgot to write down for the 1999 cast, Sally Brown is actually played by Kristen Chenowitz. So those who don't know, she is Glenda from Wicked and a bunch of other stuff. Yep. yep. So I thought that was really cool. And also, the I believe it was the 1999 version that started opening up the cast have more diversity because Schroeder is actually played by an African-American and he is amazing and I love him. So the cast is not, you know, set white people. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Yeah, I, you can diversify this one easily. See, thinking back, I feel like I have seen this in person. I feel like I saw a group in like high school or something do it, like some small group theater that like a friend was in, which is why I went. Yeah, I was like... I feel like I remember try, that. Like I have like vague memories of a Snoopy-esque musical, but I don't think it was the musical. I think it was just the play is what I saw. Yeah. Because there's definitely like a bunch of them. Yeah. You know? So I, I, I want to say I've never seen this one fully on stage. And I always get it mixed up with Snoopy too. Um, That's true. Like I think Because we did Snoopy with the Broadway camp back yeah, in the day. Yeah, we did. We did that one. So my mind always goes to that one first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, would definitely go see it just to just to say I did. Yeah, I mean this is cute. It's simple to watch. Not hard to wholesome. follow at all because there's not really like an overarching plot story. Yeah. So if you're looking for some family-friendly theater that uh, will just kind of make yeah. you happy for an hour, go see one of these shows or watch the television special. Yeah, because apparently there is one. <laughs> All right, Kylie, how about a little tiny factoid today? So your fact is brought to you by The Peanuts, which is a comic <laughs> strip that ran from 1950 to 2000, and it had a total of 17,897 strips published total. Wow. Which... I believe I read something is like it, it makes the longest continuous story ever told by a singular person, like in mm. history, which is kind of cool. Makes sense. About. It's really cool. And also a fun, sad fact was um, Charles Schultz actually passed away like a couple days before his final strip was Aww. published. No. No. Yeah. But he, he refused to sell the rights to anybody else. Was it planned that it was its, was his final one? Yeah, actually, yeah. Strangely enough, he was planning on that one being his last one, and then he passed away a few days before it, it actually was released, so... It's like, weird. I'm done. Well, he kind of went out on his own terms, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Are we ready to fly a kite into Act 2? Sure. Sure. All right. <laughs> sure. Oh. <laughs> we start after Act 2 by seeing Snoopy in his World War One flying ace uniform atop of his doghouse, which is, of course, actually his plane. He goes through a scene where he's searching for the Red Baron, but gets defeated and has to return to the Aerodome in France in the song The Red Baron. The Red Baron! <laughs> Sally is still upset about the D that she got on her homework, which, fair. And in response, she's just like, oh yeah, that's what you think. And Schroeder hears her and thinks that she's talking to him. This phrase actually becomes her new philosophy and she bursts into song, trying out other new philosophies. Schroeder tries to explain what a philosophy actually is, but doesn't get through to her in the song My New Philosophy, which this might be my favorite song of the whole show. <laughs> okay. I think this is my favorite. It's hard to pick, but I think this one's my favorite. Meanwhile, Charlie Brown and his friends play in the Little League Baseball Championship. They have some mishaps, but end up actually tying with the other team. Charlie Brown steps up to the plate and needs to get his team points, the last points. 
He does his best, even trying to impress the little red-haired girl, but ends up losing the game. Mm. Womp womp. We find out the whole thing has been a flashback as he's been telling the story to his pen pal in the song T-E-A-M, The Baseball Game. Lucy takes a survey on crabbiness, and Linus says she ranks at 95. <laughs> she punches him, which makes her realize she actually is very crabby. <laughs> yeah. So, that holds yeah. <laughs> Trying to shake off the loss from baseball, Charlie Brown joins Schroeder's Glee Club. He sings Home on the Range, but a fight starts to break out between Lucy and Linus over a pencil. Because they're children. Yep. The fight spreads and Charlie Brown decides to leave with his angry friends, leaving Schroeder and Snoopy the only ones singing in the song A Glee Club Rehearsal. Later, Charlie Brown comes across Lucy teaching Linus about nature. Listening in, Lucy is just making things up in the way she thinks things are, such as uh, grass growing because bugs are tugging on it, and that we eat eagles for Thanksgiving. Again, yep. they are children. <laughs> Charlie Brown tries to correct her, but she is set in her ways in the song Little Known Facts. That night, Snoopy complains that he hasn't been fed. Oh no. Oh, no. And that he's going to wither away into bones. Charlie Brown gives him his dinner, and Snoopy bursts into song about his love for supper in the song Supper Time. Which was a close tie for first for me. <laughs> it's super great. Charlie Brown is still sad that he hasn't discovered what it means to be a good man. He finds a pencil dropped by his crush, the little red-haired girl, and finds that it has teeth marks all over it, meaning she's human. Gross. I hope. Um, <laughs> or she's human. Mm. Mm. Guinea pig. Right. Mm. He concludes with this that the day hasn't been that bad after all. So nice. Everyone comes together to sing about what makes them happy in the song Happiness. He realizes that being a good man is simply doing his best and making the most of things. His other friends leave with only Charlie and Lucy being on stage. She holds her hand out to him, and he, when he shakes it, she says, You're a good man, Charlie Brown. And that ends the show. Hey, da, da, da. that's the so name of the show. The show. Oh my god, what? We came full circle. Wow. So what do you guys think of this wholesome little show? It's cute. It's a wholesome little like I show. Said. Yeah. <laughs> so cute, so wholesome. How could oh she not god. like it? We're not it. dealing yes. with, like, great travesties anymore. No murder. Listen, considering <laughs> not we, this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, on compared to a lot of the shows that we cover, so yeah, this one's just nice. Considering we've Wholesome covered show, like, shows lately about aliens and killer dolls, um, I'd yeah, say this, this, this one's, one's a nice, <laughs> nice break from uh, what we usually cover: uh, yeah. sadness and despair. Murder. You know, uh huh. So, <laughs> so this is fun for the whole family. Yay! <laughs> Unless the whole family likes murder and depressingness. In which case, we've got other shows for you. <laughs> we've got a little bit of everything for everyone. Yeah, I would like to think so. <laughs> On this year's podcast. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, so th this show is really enjoyable. If you haven't listened to it, I definitely recommend giving it a listen. And if it happens to come through your theater, go give it a look-see. Because I imagine it's you know pretty straightforward and simple, as we've kind of proven with our surprisingly short episode. It's just... A really nice one, and I think everyone should listen to it, especially if you grew up with Peanuts, as probably the majority of people have, considering how long it's been out and the reruns are still, you know, being released in various forms here and there. And, you know, we've all seen, like, Charlie Brown Christmas on TV and stuff like that. So it's a really, it's a really good one to listen to for Peanuts fans and the like. It's just wholesome and cute, and it's not like a crazy commitment to, like, you know, watch this or listen to it. That's true. It's it's a nice it's nice when you can put on in the background because there isn't a story that you're missing. You know, you get the entire little 
piece of story in the song that it represents. So that's kind of nice. Except for the songs I don't have in their album. Except for those. <laughs> but that's probably for the best. So we do recommend thumbs up. Mama approved. Yes, wow. thumbs up. Yeah. But yeah, I believe that will wrap up this one. So thanks for listening in, you guys. Alrighty, be sure to like and subscribe to us wherever you are listening to podcasts. This ensures that you get our episodes as soon as they are posted. And who just doesn't want to hear our lovely voices right away? Yeah. Heck yeah. (laughs) And if you happen to get your butt on over to Apple, you could leave us a five-star review. It helps boost us up in the numbers. Get your butt over and the rest of you, preferably. 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 Fingers. Your eyes would also (laughs) be useful. Dumb dumb fingers. And of course, the best way to help us is through your word of mouth. So go ahead and tell your friends and your family and your coworkers and any little league baseball teams you might be part of. That'd be kind of weird if you're an adult, but whatever. You could be a coach. I don't Assistant. Know. Just, you know, just tell tell everybody about us because we're pretty cool and we think that you're pretty cool and you'd be even cooler, though, if you told people about us. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you guys. Of course, you can reach out to us as always. The best way to do that is to email us at safemanoutseat at gmail.com or you can find us all over the internet for reals. So that's on Twitter at SaveManOutseat. We're on Instagram at SaveManOutseat, Facebook at SaveManOutseat, and even on YouTube under the Ragtag Network. Woo! We're everywhere. You can't escape us. (laughs) You cannot. (laughs) And then if you want more of us, because we know you love us, the best place to do that is to go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. It's where you can find other shows that we produce and are a part of, like Total Tom Fuller, which is our D&D podcast, and Back of Bones, which is our Dark History podcast, and future shows coming up. We really appreciate you guys checking that out. It's also where you can find some sweet, sweet merch. Just go to www.ragtagnetwork.com merch so you can find some really cool gear for all of our shows, not just ours, but our other shows as well. Yeah, I think that's how all we have for you guys this week. We'll go ahead and catch you next time. So thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me Now Seat. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. 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 Thank you for listening to this episode of Save Me an Isle Seat. We do this show for fun, but if you'd like to support us, you can check out our Ko-Fi at www.ko-fi.com slash ragtag network. For more episodes and shows like this, go to our website at www.ragtagnetwork.com. This show is brought to you by the Ragtag Network.